Hello and welcome. I'm Christina Irvin, leader of Team Clarity. If you had told me I would be setting more healthy boundaries with my closest loved ones, not doing something out of guilt, and comfortable asking for the sale or setting prices equal to my worth in my business after such a short time in this course, I certainly would have told you no way. However, I'm doing all of those things and much, much more unapologetically these days. While you're grabbing a pen and piece of paper, consider this. Just how many people are actually paid to learn? Yes, you heard me correctly. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. And by the time I'm done with this course, I will have earned more than what I invested in this life-changing journey. You can always listen to our prior shows at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. And to get one reminder of our next show, click on the follow button at the top of the page. Now, it's time to dive in and let's get to work. Let's meet the rest of the team. Hi, this is Marcia Sortino and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. Have a blessed day. Hello and welcome from the gorgeous state of Wisconsin. This is Patty Anderson. And now, time for class. In our next leg of our journey, when you hear the word contract, what instantly does your gut feel? Quickly, roll call. Patty, when you hear the word contract. Binding. Binding? Mm Mm-hmm. What else? Scared. (laughs) Scared. Okay. Is there fear involved with the contract? Yes, yes. What am I getting myself into? It it depends on the situation for me. I feel uneasy and fear depending upon who or what the contract, who the contract is with. However, in some of my business endeavors, like with people who I'm actually personally friends with as well, I'm happy for contracts because I feel like that protects the relationship, personal relationship. Mm -hmm. There you go. Patty, when your grandkids call you up and tell you that they're looking forward to seeing you in a couple of days, does that inspire fear? No. Well, they just made a contract with you. No, it doesn't inspire fear. I actually get excited. (laughs) What did I just do? You turned it around. You just confirmed that a contract is nothing more than an agreement. Right. Bingo. Bingo. When you were reading Chapter 8, I want to hear some ahas. As you were reading through Chapter 8, what came up for you? That I'm making performance-based contracts daily without even realizing it. Actually, every day Mm -hmm. I'm making a performance-based contract with myself. Mm Mm-hmm. i tell you what jumped out at me was on page 141, when it says, have you ever worked really hard to receive something based on some previously known standard or, or agreement? Then after working so hard, you sadly discovered the standard or agreement changed without your knowledge or approval. I was like, see, that one is prevailing all the time. Like, it's always happening. And when it happens, it takes a chunk out of your sense of worth. True? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it easy to feel devalued when you performed as requested and then someone who holds the power, maybe they hold the checkbook, maybe they hold the access to a resource, and because they know you're in a more vulnerable situation, they know that you need whatever they have, they switch it up. They change the rules, knowing that you have very little, if any, say about that. Has that ever happened? Yeah, let's draw the parallel to what most of us experience every year around this time when we start discussing performance evaluations at our JOB. I know for me personally, every year I go into my performance evaluation, the very first thing that I hear is our standards, and we're always growing, and expectations, and what you get this year probably won't be the same next year. You'll probably have to do a little bit more. And given that I always get the highest rating that you can get, I have to break my neck to make that happen. What I have realized what's the most frustrating thing that I am having to really practice implementing forgiveness for myself is the fact that I've succumbed to that for 
14 years, going on 14 years now. Because every year I'm like, okay, this is the new mark. Let me just set a new standard. And it's literally at a point now where my competition is always me and how fair is that to me. Am I hearing that in 2016 your performance-based contract at your J-O-B is A, walking on water, B, turning water into wine, C, curing the incurable? Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I give 100% to my veterans and their families daily. And my supervisor would like for us to just write up everything that we but think that we've done really well. And I don't feel the need to write all that up and send to her anymore because I know that I'm doing my best for my people. So even though I didn't say, hey, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I still got an outstanding performance because she knows it's a given that I'm going to give my patients and families 100%. So your relationship with your superiors, Chelsea, plays a key factor in how you are perceived. If the person that is doing your evaluation were brand new and had very little knowledge of you, it's fair to say that you would have to start documenting all of that again, true? Very true. Oh my gosh, I'd be in trouble if I had a brand new manager. I don't turn in half of the stuff that I probably should on my appraisals, and it's because she knows how much I'm actually doing, I guess, that I'm saved, but yeah. Why am I pointing this out? Because we're encountering new people every day. Think about this. When a relationship changes, whether it's with someone you know you have known well or someone who's brand new, any contracts in force, if we assume that that change is automatically implemented into the contract, what happens when we assume? We get ourselves in trouble. We get mm-hmm. We should never assume. We have expectations. Now here's the kicker. Is it a fair statement to say that in the last nine months, each of you have changed? Yes, absolutely. Yes, definitely. So, if you created a contract in March and you've changed significantly, meaning mom is used to the fact that you call every week, and as you've changed, maybe you discover that this weekly phone call is not something you really want to do anymore, but you didn't really tell your mom about that. So you started calling every other week. You changed the contract, an implicit contract, right? Right. You're going to discover that this chapter is going to put a very fine point on the relationship between your words and your deeds, what you say and what you do. When we mix in this notion of continuity, which is a, a project I asked you to start a couple calls ago, is looking what continuity means in your life. I asked you to look at what meaning means to you in life. When we switch up something, even though it might be what would be considered really inconsequential or not that big of a deal, small potatoes, whatever, each change in a contract, verbal or written, implied or assumed, changes the dynamic of the relationship, right? Right. 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 So just like stress and the insidious nature of stress, Does it surprise you how much stress each of you have been able to handle? For example, have you gone on just a brief break, like a weekend getaway or a a week's vacation, or maybe you went to a conference and then you come back into your usual nine to five and you think, holy crap, I really live a stressful life. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had that aha moment and decided that, it was not going to take me a vacation or going out of town to recognize that. Like, I realized it, and I'm establishing a little comfortable area, <laughs> perimeter. No more chaos from anybody else. Chaos is not allowed in this place here. <laughs> <laughs> and that is including my family, which tends to be the biggest source of my chaos anymore. <laughs> no. We have finally found the only person on the planet 
who a massive source of chaos is their family. Thank God we found Christina. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> My point is, in equal measure, the way our species, us, me, you, everybody listening, we may be completely unaware of just how much stress we acclimate to until we see it from a different perspective, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. This stress is created by changes in agreements. This stress is created by assumptions, true or false. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever been forced to work overtime? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that forced overtime, but it's completely voluntary. But... <laughs> What's the implicit contract there? If you don't work overtime, you don't lose your job. (laughs) Or there'll be some kind of negative ramification from it. Yep. What else? Have you noticed that the more money coming in, the more money goes out? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So you changed your contract with yourself, right? Right. Right. You purposefully become an an indentured servant, Mm. right? Right. (laughs) Striking a little too close to the bone here? The purpose of performance-based contracts is for the first time and possibly a long time for your sense of direction and your sense of clarity to align. Who has a story of a moment in time where your sense of direction, you knew where you were going, and your sense of clarity aligned, meaning you not only knew where you were going, but you knew how to get there, and you did it, and it felt really good. When I moved from Virginia to Tennessee, my goal was to start at ETSU and complete my bachelor's in social work. My other goal was to get a job at Holston Valley Hospital as a CNA, certified nurse's aide, and work that job while I did my degree. So I did that. It took me a couple months to get everything set up, but I did. So as I'm working at Holston Valley, opportunities came up here and there. I trained to do med-surg secretary, which was really a good thing for me because I knew I wanted to be a medical social worker. So then my plot plan changed, and I wanted to learn what case management did there in the hospital, so I started helping them some as the med-surg secretary. because my goal was, when I graduated, to get a job with the case management office. That's exactly what I did, and it worked out. When I graduated, I became the first trauma case manager social worker for the hospital. That was a plot and a plan. So, Chelsea, is it fair to say that because direction and clarity aligned, it's like a snow plow clearing the snow off the road? Oh, yeah. I did a 36-hour semester-long internship there and also worked there on my job for 36 hours a week for a whole semester. Yeah, it about killed me, but that was part (laughs) of my goal. I knew that's what I would have to do. And at the end of that, Chelsea, you had a sense of confidence that is key Mm -hmm. to your continued development, right? Yes. What would have happened, Chelsea, if at the end of your journey some board – changed up the rules and said, you know, we have expanded the number of hours you needed to get this or that. They changed the rules, and and if you want to still accomplish your end goal, you have to do more. That kind of happened for me. Your semester before your last semester when you did all your internships, you send all your information over to the admissions office, and the guru tells you whether you are or are not ready to graduate. So I got a letter saying, you need to take this class before you graduate. It was a one-credit computer class. Well, when the next week came around, I show up at the university, and the counselor that I had 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 misinformed me. And I had it in writing in my file that she had told me to take this other class and not this one. So I show up and I say, I am not taking this other class. And here's why. I've got an internship and work all the next semester. I don't have time to that other class. So in order to make that happen and it work out through my plan, I had to basically say 
that that counselor misguided me, even though they knew that she and I had a very close relationship. So I wrote up a letter to say that due to being misguided on classes I needed to finish for graduation, I needed them to go ahead and audit that out. And they did. But I had to fight for it. Excellent example of how the use of one contract was used to negotiate a change in another contract. But during that negotiation, did you feel pissed? Oh, oh. When I showed up (laughs) at the person who was over the social work department at that time that morning, friends went with me (laughs) to make sure I didn't lose my cool. <laughs> they stood you were not going to be on the 10 o'clock news. <laughs> and I looked this lady in the eye and I said, I am not taking this class. And the fact that you sit there and tell me that that's what I need to do makes me a little hostile. <laughs> and I said it very calmly, which is even more scary than screaming it. <laughs> mm. Point being, when we set our sights on something and we've negotiated agreements and our sights are set upon the successful completion of those agreements and then those agreements, unbeknownst to us, change, it's very easy to have a, a meltdown. Our sense of worth can immediately be destroyed or severely dented. And during that time frame of feeling dented or destroyed, we're vulnerable, Right. Yes. Right. Who's been taken advantage of when they're vulnerable? Anybody? I remember right after graduation and undergrad getting this job, knowing that I didn't have, I needed money to to live off of, basically being told that I was going to have to accept a position that was definitely below my skill level of what I should have even been offered at the time. It was quite humbling, but... It was an eye-opener, too, but, yeah, in that situation, they knew what position I was in, and even fighting for more money, it was like, this is all we have. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it, yeah. As we get into contracts, word equals deed in these contracts, right? Patty, I'm curious. As you survey all the various jobs that you've had over the past couple of decades, What is one job that you fondly recall? Meaning, what is one job that they told you what you needed to do, they told you how to do it, they told you what you are going to be paid or what the rewards were going to be, they told you what the penalties were, and they stuck to it? When I started working at the Wilderness, it's one of the water park resorts here in the Dells. Within the amount of time that they said I could make it to manager, it happened. The income happened, the benefits happened. The work happened. (laughs) So as you saw the alignment between their word and their deed, it gave you more confidence to to excel, true? Oh, absolutely. I knew exactly what I had to do. It goes into kind of what Chelsea was sharing. I knew exactly what I had to do. When I had applied for that job, my mind was fixed um, because I knew it was a company you could advance in. My mind was fixed on, well, I'm not going to stay this little bartender server. I am going to get back into management. I worked my butt off for it. I mean, you're talking working 80, 90 hours a week on salary. I worked my butt off for it, but I did it. So even though they paid you for 40 and you doubled that, through pay me what I'm worth, are you beginning to see how you were fully paid? Oh, yes. And it Give us an example. Into that category, the one chapter that we were covering, allowing people to discount you. I allowed mm-hmm. myself to be discounted as time went on because management did change and the new managers came in. Again, there goes the yearly performance reports and the new manager came in and decided I wasn't performing to his level, didn't get my raise that year. So yeah, the contracts and everything changed. But the contract with myself didn't change because I knew my quality and my level of work. Did I quit? You better believe it. I gave it two weeks notice. So that pattern of giving your all and then feeling screwed, Mm. did that show up in your timeline? Yes. 
Learning from that, then, is it fair to say that you can now recognize earlier on when you're about to be screwed? Yes, yes, and that's exactly what happened with that last job. I think I discussed it with Christina. As things started to come about and things were changing, it did. clicked with me right away. I'm going to get screwed again. And it did. It put me out of work, and it kind of stressed out my finances and things like that. But I didn't take it. In the perspective of our journey and in the perspective of getting ready for Chapter 8, Performance-Based Contracts, drawing upon our wisdom bank, ladies, are you beginning to see now how your wisdom bank, if there's any animosity towards someone or something for not being recognized, whether that's through praise or, or higher scores on evaluations or more money in your bank, however it is that I could choose to feel screwed or taken advantage of or being manipulated, providing I learned from that so that it's much like getting a vaccination that when that potentiality is thrown in my path again and my wisdom bank goes, <clears throat> this smells kind of familiar, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're then given that option to change our internal contract with ourselves. Are we going to be screwed again? Is there a lesson I think I could be learned by getting screwed again? Hmm. <laughs> Where am I going with this? Any ideas? Anybody want to throw a dart at the dartboard? Learn your lessons well. <laughs> i got to learn my lessons well. <laughs> kind of like that quote in the beginning. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, shame on us. Uh, yeah. Here's the kicker. As we get into making contracts, I hope that you mix in a little bit of grace, compassion, that in those moments where it's easy to look at past situations where the contracts got changed and it would be more than appropriate to feel taken advantage of, part of the nuance of pay me what I'm worth is when you flip it, when you look at what you learned and how you learned it, and that that becomes that vaccine, that inoculation, that you don't have to learn it again. In my book, that a lesson that has, I don't know that I can put a price tag to that, right? I think so. Right now, going through exactly what you're talking about, I think the best part is learning to let go and trust that what is supposed to happen happens anyway. There is always a reason for anything that happens in life. Excellent point. Christina, as you become more and more acutely aware that the competitor inside you has put you on a treadmill that has worn you ragged, what are you learning? I'm learning before I take action or make a decision to explore the root of my emotions. In doing that, it's helping me realize, okay, this is an old pattern that really is sourced in guilt or the feeling of not being worthy of something most often. So then it makes it easy to be like, bump this, I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) And you do it with confidence, right? Yeah. It's not a problem then. I don't know if that's the right way to do it, or, but it's, it definitely feels like a more healthy way to make decisions. Well, there's a C word that you've all talked about today that has enabled you to become more confident. There's another C word that you've all demonstrated today in your stories, conviction. Chelsea, when you marched into that office and you were hands down convinced there's no way in hell you're going to take that computer class. You displayed a level of conviction that was so powerful that the person who was receiving that conviction went, okay, we'll change it. Exactly. Right? Yep. Patty, when you convinced yourself through conviction that come hell or high water, you're going to get that manager position. I'm going to spend a double amount of work time so that I get that position. Your conviction drove you to work those extra hours. True? Very true. And you did it willingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes. Nobody put a gun to your head and said, you're going to work these hours. You put your own gun to your own head. True? Very true. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I set the standards for myself. Absolutely. And Marsha, as your conviction that you are worthy 
of so much more. And by just allowing it to happen, it happens more gracefully. That conviction is allowing more magic in your life. True? True. Yes, absolutely. I let go of that controller. I just let the divine do its work for me. And I bring in a little magic with it and uh, do what I have to do on my part, what I want to do. We'll see what happens, what blossoms from there. (laughs) Observations of this discussion. What's popping for you? For me, it's having the determination to reach a goal. I don't know that I've had that level of determination for a lot of things since I completed my master's in social work. Mm -hmm. Because even up through there, as I'm sitting there with my bachelor's degree diploma in my hand and the master's students are going across, I'm thinking, there I am. And I did what I had to do to make sure I was there. So if I hear you correctly, Chelsea, you've achieved what you needed to achieve and now you can coast. That was pretty much it. Of course, then I did do a second master's, but it was luckily so during my degree program. I mean, they were really busy. They weren't hard. So much of what I did in classes other than so second nature to me. So I was very lucky in that aspect. I think I coasted through that second master's. I was about to say, I'm going to need you to own that one. Yeah. <laughs> second master's in geriatrics really wasn't challenging. It, I put a lot of work into it, but it didn't challenge me. Chelsea, how does your experience with your second master's degree, how do you see that playing out with your pay me what I'm worth journey? I really didn't have to do that second master's. Mm -hmm. I think I'm a perpetual student anyway, whether it's in a formal training or not, but I really didn't have to do that. So am I hearing you say that you really didn't have to do the pay me what I'm worth program? Oh, no, I needed that. I didn't okay. need second master's, but I needed paving what I'm worth. So as you overlay like two circles in a Venn diagram, as you notice how you responded to the second master's degree and how you're responding to the Pay Me What I'm Worth program, do you find some similarities? Sometimes, yes. And when you do notice those similarities, what triggers for you? I know that I need to stretch myself further. Now, is that stretching desire out of shame, guilt, Or is that stretching desire out of a sense of, God, I can tap into my potential? Is it pulling you? Is it like that smell of bread baking and you're hungry and you can't wait for the damn oven to cook the bread so that you can slice that sucker open and slather on some fresh garlic or some wonderful butter? I mean, you're drawn to it. You want it. You can't wait for it. Is that what you're feeling? Or is it more of, God, I've pissed away so much of my life and guilt, 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 shame, 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 worry, worry, worry. No, no guilt or shame at all. As many of you know, I've hit kind of a, a rough patch with this some deep personal things, but the pay me what I'm worth has not only pulled me in, it has helped me release a lot of old thought processes and it continues to do so. So as you're tapping into that potential, Chelsea, What contract are you now making with yourself? I'm making a contract with myself to honor my word. I've had a really good week this week in doing so. It's helping me stay more focused on what I need to do if I say I'm going to do it. Bingo. It feeds itself, doesn't it? It gives that sense of Mm -hmm. forward momentum, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It does. I'm still working on some very deep personal things. Kristen and I had a discussion last night. You know, she checked in on me, see how I was. But, and I told her, I said, the difference in me now than what I was before pay me what I'm worth. The way I am now, I don't want to wallow. And I'm talking to some deep, even more deep personal things than what I told you the other night. So mm-hmm. I don't want to wallow in that for four years. I'm a hanger on her. I can hang <laughs> I can hang on to pain. Anytime I got hurt in a relationship, I mean deeply hurt, it was a good two years before I remotely cared about looking at anybody else. Mm. And I don't want to hold on to that anymore. I'm working through things. I'll say it, pay me what I'm worth is enabling me to do so. What I have learned is enabling me to do so. Am I reflecting back your pay me what I'm worth journey is it's cleaning your mirror such that you now see you and your potential more clearly? Oh, yeah. 
it does so many other things, but yes, that's definitely one of them. That's exciting. So polish that mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's polishing that mirror. Oh, that's exciting. Patty, I can feel your wheels turning. I can feel Patty's gears going. <laughs> Pay me what I'm worth. There's so much value in it. That's one of the things that's really helped me as a person to gain back or, you know, just to get to a point to where I can finally say I'm more valuable than that. I don't have to live that kind of life. I don't have to be like that. I don't have to feel like that. Good. Yeah. As we get into this contract, I have a request for you to all start using your word to match your deed. For 34 weeks, we've talked about using the back office more. Mm -hmm. Now is your chance to step up to the game. I want to see some contract developments in the back office on something really simple for you. It seems simple, but it can be a challenge. For example, when I started out my journey of shedding 125 pounds, the notion of drinking one glass of eight ounces of purified water every hour up until six o'clock at night was very daunting for me. It was a pain. I, I just, pff, it's a lot of work. I had to go to the bathroom too many times. I, I got too many things to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> the simple act of just drinking water shouldn't be that big of a deal, right? Right. Well, I'm curious, Chelsea, Christina, as you started your journey of upgrading your health, and I mentioned the fact that you both needed to maybe look at your water consumption. Be real. How was that suggestion received? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do that or not. Yeah, I personally was like, that, that's crazy, because I love my sweet tea. So for me to just cold turkey, stop my sweet tea and start drinking water, I was like, he's crazy. That's just not going to happen. But I have to admit <laughs> that it literally wasn't that hard once I made the decision for myself. But I also have to admit that for the last few weeks, increasingly, it's been more convenient for me not to get the entire consumption in because of the inconvenience. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do admit that water in equals water out. There is that minor detail. <laughs> but that's also, again, even more opportunity to learn how that performance-based contract, if you will, is important. Because if I don't set it for myself, how can I expect it from someone else? Bingo. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I didn't do enough water consumption, I felt more tired. I felt less clear, more muddled. I got angrier faster. I got pissed off faster. I wasn't as kind and nice and as compassionate as I could have been because my water levels in my body were lower. And when I became more conscious of the fact that a simple glass of water every hour on the hour, I had more energy. I was more kind. I was more focused. Yes, I had to make the extra time to go to the bathroom all the time, but all of a sudden that little extra trade-off was not that big of a deal because more people started going, oh, who's this guy? He's got to change. And then the wonderful byproduct, all of a sudden 40 pounds, just literally in my mind, disappeared. 40 pounds by just drinking water and walking. 40 pounds. I went to a gym and I picked up two 20-pound barbells and I, I consciously lifted them in my arms until my arms hurt. And I made a mental note in my mind that I make a contract with my body that I'm not going to make it suffer carrying these 40 pounds extra ever again. Oh, wow. And I have. That's not to say that, especially with the upcoming holidays, I'll probably pack on another 10, but that, that 10 will get unpacked. I mean, yes, I do fluctuate in my weight, but every month I do a cleanse. I make a contract with myself so that when I'm out and about at a gathering, I need not adjust my contract such that, oh, this is a special event. Oh, this is a special moment. Oh, I deserve dot, dot, dot. Has anybody done that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Never. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have already started. Literally, it's like I, I, I work hard. I'm disciplined in all this. Without that, if that macaroni and cheese is going in my mouth Thanksgiving, period. <laughs> my, I always make the best macaroni and cheese, and it needs to go in my mouth. And so it should. Make the contract that you are going to savor every single noodle. Every single bite, if it has a dozen noodles, you're going to savor every single noodle. Go for it. It's interesting because as I become more conscious of my contracts, I become more conscious of the fact that I need fewer contracts. How do I come to say that? My contracts become new habits. Bingo. (laughs) Based on what you've read, what are the four components of a performance-based contract? What's component number one? Task. Task, correct. So let's start there. Each of you, think of a task that you know you need to do and make it really simple, like cut your fingernails, like clean the toilet, like mow the lawn, like Call somebody who you haven't called in a long time. Get a real, 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 real simple task. Patty, what's a real simple task you want to complete? Getting up on time. <laughs> okay. Chelsea? Let's clean my oven. Okay. Christina? Not hitting the snooze. <laughs> Not hitting the snooze. <laughs> so kind of a quasi-reframing of getting up on time. Oh. <laughs> That's better than me. I just shut the darn alarm off. <laughs> okay. Marsha? Doing my laundry. <laughs> okay. So we now have the tasks identified. What's the second component of a performance-based contract? The rule. Yep. So each of you apply a rule to your task. Who wants to go first? Hmm. Oh, Okay. Alarm goes off, feet must hit the floor immediately. No rolling over and and laying in the bed to check my messages or no loving on the dog or nothing. Immediately, feet hit the floor. All right. So the first phase is no hitting the snooze button. When the alarm goes off, feet hit the floor. Do I have that correct? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yes. Okay. This is being recorded and will be broadcast to the world. So, uh, Chelsea? Okay, clean my oven. Moving forward, make sure that I wipe out anything that drops in there. That's the time it happens. At what date and time will your oven be cleaned? By Saturday. Okay, so your performance-based contract so far, if I hear it correctly, is I will clean my oven by next Saturday. Great. Patty? Starting tomorrow morning, I will set my alarm 15 minutes earlier. So your performance-based contract so far is wake up on time. To do so, I will set my alarm 15 minutes early, right? Correct. Beautiful. Marsha, the laundry maven. (laughs) Every Saturday before I even pour myself a cup of coffee, I will throw the laundry in to start cleaning. All right. So if I'm hearing you correctly, your performance-based contract so far is... Do laundry, start laundry before breakfast each Saturday. Correct. Here are some really simple contracts so far, yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not hairy, scary, heretofores, thereans, blah, blah, blahs, right? Right. So far, they're just two sentences or three sentences long, yeah? So, Marsha, as you complete your goal of doing your laundry, starting a load of laundry before breakfast on Saturdays, what's the third component of a performance-based contract? The reward. I like that. So, what's the reward of doing your laundry? Clean clothes. So, Marsha, put it together now. Your beginnings of your performance-based contract around laundry, pull it together. Pull it together. Okay, so... The task is? The task is starting my laundry. Doing your laundry is your task, 
right? Correct. Yes. So doing your laundry, that's the task. Correct. Now the rule. Every Saturday morning before I even pour myself a cup of coffee, I will throw in a load of laundry. Now give yourself the reward. Clean clothes. <laughs> Yay. So far what I'm hearing Marcia say is her task is I would like to have my laundry done. I will start a load of laundry before breakfast on Saturday so that I can have clean clothes. Yep. Right? Beautiful. Who is next? I will clean my oven by next Saturday. And my reward for that is I will have a clean oven. Bingo. Excellent. Task is no more smooth, but the rule is I will immediately put my feet on the floor and get up. And the reward is I will get my day started earlier and therefore can end my work requirements and business requirements early enough to get into bed earlier. Woohoo! Two rewards! Yes! <laughs> Patty? Getting up earlier and setting my alarm 15 minutes earlier, my day will no longer start stressed out, rushing around, panicking to get ready for work, and I may have time to grab a muffin in the morning. Beautiful. Now string it all together as if you were writing a contract. My task... Wake up, up on time. I will get right? up on time by setting my alarm 15 minutes earlier so that my day shall be start out less stressed and panicked, rushing around getting ready for work, and I might be able to grab a muffin. Beautiful. We're almost there. Let's bring it on home. What's the fourth component to a performance-based contract? Penalty. <laughs> Penalties. Does that sound like a, the snooze button needs to get hit? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to take a stab at pulling it all together by adding a penalty? I do not do that. I will have not have clean clothes for the week. Using the kiss it, keep it super simple. The penalty is no clean clothes. I stink. Exactly. <laughs> so pull it all together now, Marsha. The task is I will do my laundry, and the rule is I will do my laundry every Saturday before I pour myself a cup of coffee. Those clothes go in the washing machine. The reward is I will have clean clothes for the week, and the penalty is if I don't do that, I will not have clean clothes, and I will be sitting in dirty clothes, and they will stink. beautiful beautiful so marcia's goal marcia's performance-based contract announced to the world is marcia intends on having clean laundry by waking up on saturday morning tossing a load in before she starts her breakfast so that she can have some clean clothes fully aware that without clean clothes, she may not be all that popular. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Who's next? I will go. I feel the need to build in a reward with my punishment. Oh, okay. So my task is not to hit the snooze button. My rule is to immediately put both feet on the floor and get out of bed. My reward is getting my day started earlier so that I can get everything I need for working biz done early enough to get in the bed at a decent hour. My penalty will be to do an extra 15 minutes on the elliptical if I don't. But the reward is healthy and beneficial for me physically. Sweet. You use a positive reinforcement. I love it. Very good. Very good. Can we just clarify that I don't know that I'm excited about an extra 15 minutes on the elliptical? (laughs) (laughs) So the penalty has some teeth to it. Okay. Even better. (laughs) Powerful stuff here. I often suggest to people that your penalty be, in the long run, positive. For example, what is a task that you hate doing? like scrubbing the toilet or doing the dishes or vacuuming or dusting or cleaning out the closet. or, In other words, by the time you complete the task, a positive result will have happened from cleaning 
or doing or being. That, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Chelsea. I will clean my oven by next Saturday, and my reward will be a clean oven, but my penalty will be if I do not clean my oven, I will take a picture of it and post it on Facebook. Ooh! My reward reward will be if I do clean it, I'll still post a picture of it on Facebook. There you go. I got to say, ain't nobody going to want to come and eat your food if you don't do it, that's for sure. I know, I know, it's bad. <sighs> Good job, ladies. Good job. Are you beginning to see the magic of performance-based contracts such that if and when you involve other people in creating the contract, you automatically build in accountability? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Time for that aha round. What happened today? Who wants to start off with an aha that's happened over the last hour? I found out it can be fun to create <laughs> performance-based contracts. Mm-hmm. Yay! And that it's very simple to do so, and you'll feel better by doing it. Mm-hmm. Which then makes you feel what? More confident. More confident. Bingo. More confident, more worthy, more excited, and your potential is going, yeah. yes. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I must say that my aha uh-huh is this, literally this kind of appeals to my competitive tendencies. No. <laughs> and it's just a slight reframing. I just slightly reframe that mindset. Literally, I can use this to get a lot of shit done. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's something that we can do with 15 extra minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but let's let's not get carried away. I can't be tacking on fifteen more elliptical minutes every all my minutes. <laughs> Are we going to get a video of that fifteen minutes posted on Facebook? <laughs> right there'll be a video of me about to die some cauliflower gurney. <laughs> oh, I love it, Marcia. Anything I, uh-huh. pop for you on this call? I realize I can look at this and change habits. By making that performance-based contract for myself, I'm able to take, like, baby steps and make them into habits that I won't even have to think about. After a while, it will just happen because they're into habits because I made that performance-based contract for myself. Exactly. This is how you install your new wiring. (laughs) All right. I'm excited about our upcoming journey. Each of our next few classes together, I'm going to be requesting not only a report on the contract that you've committed to in this class, but I'll be asking you for another contract. And each contract, I will inspire you to take it another step further. Like (laughs) next week, we're going to be looking at contracts that involve more than one person. Hmm. Does it feel daunting? Does it feel, I mean, seriously, bluntly, does it feel daunting? It does feel daunting, but it's it's so necessary for me. This is a big one for me, but it does feel daunting. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Who else? But I like it because it's, like I said, it's light reframing. I'll be all right. And this is also helping to integrate my word being equal to my deed and it will just flow in the rest of my life. It will just be a domino. Christina, do you see how performance-based contracts will blow your coaching practice out of the water? Yeah, that's why I'm saying this just flows like literally. This is a big part. I was just speaking to someone yesterday about uh, potentially being an accountability coach for them, and I thought to myself, well, heck, if I can't, if I can't hold myself to this, you know, it's like how, how am I going to coach somebody else, you know? So. Mm-hmm. It's just big. And, 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 and literally, I could see so many dominoes, positive domino effects in my life in general. It's just daunting because it's actually doing it the first time. And, and could, because literally if I take my butt to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning again, then I still got to get up in two hours, period. And that punishment of that, that's about a punishment. So the punishment of struggling 
Well, I want to make sure we track back here. You say it's new. If you revisit what we were writing, revisit what was put in Chapter 8 at the very get-go. At this moment in time, each and every one of us are performing under thousands, if not tens of thousands of performance-based contracts every minute of every day. True? True. Very true. A stop sign is a performance-based contract. Turning on your faucet is a performance-based contract. Turning on or off a light switch is a performance-based contract. True? True. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this ain't new. (laughs) (laughs) No, this has been awesome today. Fun. Absolutely. It really showed us how to just make a short contract with ourselves. Perfect. Keep it simple. Keep it fun. (laughs) Exactly. So do I have a commitment and a contract that I will see at least one blog post in the back office before next Saturday from each yes. of you? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for listening. Any personal ahas of your own? As one of many pay me what I'm worth team captains, it's my role to help you get serious about removing blocks to your success as well as live a more stress-free, confident life. Wonder if this course is for you? If you are a serious action taker committed to playing big in life and being your best you, I look forward to seeing you in my next class. Call me at area code 423-737-5809. Again, that's 423-737-5809 to talk about your next steps. Before you go, let's continue this discussion in the comment box below. You can always help other people have breakthrough moments when you share this show across your social media. I look forward to speaking with you. You're listening to Christina Irvin, one of the many team captains for Pay Radio. Definitely radio worth listening to. Have a great day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.